Welcome everybody to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardian. Today on the show, we are catching up with a whole bunch of stuff that happened over the past two weeks. Two twabs worth of material to go over. Plus, we're going to talk about Operation Save the Lights, which happened over the 30th anniversary event. Still kind of going on, but no longer getting a reward for it. Bungie was very nice about it. It was kind of a community-led effort. Bacon has also returned. He's feeling much better, so we will dip our toe into talking about the Halo Infinite campaign mode a little bit, and the normal shenanigans that will or will not make it into the podcast, depending on how I feel about it when I'm editing. I am Outrider, and I am joined by Venge and Bacon. Gentlemen, this is the first time in 2022 we've all been here together. Yeah, pretty yeah, wild. Crazy. Wild. We're all still alive. Bacon didn't die. It's a, it's it's a good almost time. almost. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. I can't feel my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Bacon, bacon got bacon got the Rona. Unfortunately, I got the Rona. I'm glad he made it out. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm surprised I'm not taking the shit. But it was all good. it's it's been a pretty wild year for you know medical Uh issues and it's only the first freaking month of the year bacon got sick for a long time i think benj and i both have had little bouts here and there i've known people that have gotten covid poor mr mars had to get something removed from him because all of a sudden it flared up and it could be a tumor we haven't got the biopsy results back yet i mean it's just it's nuts it's a lot going on yeah it sucks But also what's going on right now is we are knee-deep into the March 2 Witch Queen, which comes out on February 22nd. This is where Bungie's going to start ramping up their info dumps on what to expect. Back on the 13th, we got our first one, which was a little drip. That obviously caused a lot of drama in the community when people were screaming, why didn't you tell us everything that's involved in it? Instead of just telling us the one little thing. We'll get to that. (laughs) Uh, This past... Hey, man, why are you making fun of the people like that, man? (laughs) (laughs) Because they they deserve it. I I don't have too much sympathy for... This is the exact same thing Bungie does every time leading up to an expansion. It's always drip-fed until you get the whole image. And they're trying intentionally to hold back some information so we find some of this crap in Witch Queen. But, you know, the actual big systematic changes, they are going to start telling us about because we need to know. They're not just going to give us everything in one shot. But before we get to this, we've been promising for a little bit. We wanted to have bacon talk about the halo infinite campaign a little bit venge on our last show was talking about his experience in the multiplayer because he's a lazy son of a bitch and only played multiplayer he never got into the <laughs> oh, that's, that's right guy. that's damn Get right you're not a halo <laughs> player fuck you guys <laughs> not a real gamer <laughs> not a real gamer <laughs> Uh, but bacon actually go fuck yourselves huh? thank you <laughs> we will uh <laughs> we, bacon actually did go through the halo infinite campaign so you did play the multiplayer and i know you were enjoying that for what it was as you told us on and off when you first started playing the multiplayer that you enjoyed it but you had time with the with the campaign have you did you complete the campaign did you go all the way through it i completely com- like completed it I got all the side quests. I got all the little collectibles and all that shit. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, it was it was worth it. Good thing is on Cape like in Game Pass, because I wouldn't fucking you know buy that shit. <laughs> it's like it, well. it was fun. It, it, it's like it was fun. It was is it like worth it to really like go go through the whole thing on like a legendary and shit like that? Maybe not. If if you're like new to like the campaign version, you're trying to figure out it's like who Master Chief is and all this shit and the new Cortana. Then might as well just start it all over again and do it from the beginning. It's so, like it was, it was all right. It was like, are you are you gonna remember the the story at all in like a month from now? Me? No, hell no, not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not good. It's like that's it's like it, it, it's like it's it's fine, but it, it's it's not it's not memorable at all. It's a, like it's how. Yeah, it's a popcorn experience then. It's yeah, like when it's, you go to the movies and you see like, oh, this is a great action movie. And you walk out the doors to the theater and it's like, I don't remember what I just saw, but I had a good time with it. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was like. I went through it. I was like, damn, that was really, really cool. Started playing other games. I'm like, I know I did something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I Conversely, think. Conversely, I mean, you're talking about a game that your story kind of like, eh, it was fine, but you don't think too much about it. I mentioned I been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I actually completed it, and I'm still thinking about individual parts of that story. Mm-hmm. And even the DLC to today, I'm a week removed from completing everything, including the DLC, and I'm still thinking about it. Because it was that, like, there was so much to it and each thing was so important to building the characters and the world. And it, it became very personal in the DLC story. And it was, it's, it's rather fabulous, but I find that interesting that we had two different types of big budget experiences here where you had the popcorn game and I had kind of like the, uh, I am a hoity toity art game with a bunch of samurai kills in it, you know, <laughs> No, this one was uh, it's like it was ah, oh, man. It's like I don't really know how to like freaking like talk about it because it's like it's it, it's it's worth it in one way, but it's also just it's like just play like a like, casual thing. You still get the same freaking experience if you do it from a harder level. But that, that's <laughs> that's but that's it right there. You just explained it. You, you give it a shot, play it once, experience it. You're probably not going to regret doing that. Don't go mm-hmm. hardcore on it, but don't think this is going to be some entire game-changing, life-reaffirming event to it. This is the Halo Infinite's campaign ain't say playing the Mass Effect trilogy. No, hell no, no. And I started playing Mass Effect because you know it went to Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. and the Legendary Edition you get all the DLCs and every single game, which is one, two, and three. Oh my god! Now that fucking game it was like now, like now I understand why Mass Effect is so good and like so many people freaking love it because it really and that really is the most memorable freaking campaign I've ever done. Going from like one to like the slow version of like one, and then like a like a nice higher pace of two, which two was freaking amazing. I didn't think I was gonna like two. I was if like, yeah, everybody back. likes two. It's like, oh shit, I'm you man. You go back to 
before the Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, and you were talking about it on our podcast, I warned you that you were going to love this when you sat down and got to play them back to back to back. I, I, I didn't stop. I didn't fucking stop. I was doing everything. It's I, I tried to do it like I saw like little things here and there. It's like because you got to do like a certain way so you can get certain endings and it gets certain like scenes and shit like that. So I try to like try to avoid as much as I could, like just on reading, like on the like like on Google and shit. And I started doing like in my own way. And oh my god, it's like every single fucking game was like was like freaking amazing and then like the little like citadel like dlc for for mass effect 3 yeah and, oh my fucking god dude i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah it, it, was, it was it was so fucking worth it i still think that my favorite is the second one and yes the second the one entire, is like perfect <laughs> the entire end mission the suicide run when you actually do it is probably one of the more intense experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. Like nail biting, am I making the right choices? I kind of want to get everybody through alive. Yep. You know, I, it, was, it was crazy. I, I, like I got everybody crazy. through, and oh my god, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm so fucking good at this game. I got so excited. Aspect, <laughs> <laughs> good one. It's a very good one. The entire legendary edition. Nobody has fucking tried it. Used to fucking try that shit, man. It's oh, it's yeah. so fucking worth it. Yeah. And eventually, sometime I'm gonna guess over 2022, it's gonna go down in price. So it's gonna be even more attractive to people that are like, I don't know if I really want to invest like my time in three games. It's like, well, when it gets down to like 20 bucks, that is a just purchase it and then play them at your own leisure. You're gonna love the experience. Oh yeah. I played it back to back to back, and I really got into the fucking story, the shooting mechanics, all this shit. Everything was like, oh, every like it's like, it's it's like for 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 like a bit, I was like, am I am I Shepard? Like, I put myself so much into that fucking game that I was like, I felt like I was in the game the entire time. I was having dreams about it. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to like when it came back to like playing it like the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't feel tired. I just I just wanted to keep fucking going. I wanted to learn more about like Shepard, about about the Asari, about about the about, about the Geth and the the the, the Leviathans because I was like in the mm-hmm. like in the Mass Effect three. I was like, I was, oh my god, dude, that those fucking games, man. The back the background stories on what happened with the Krogan and the Xenophage. Mm-hmm. The- Arachni war with those alien insects. I especially love that one side mission where you can choose to save the Arachni queen. And yep. then she comes back with the Arachni to help you later. I think in Mass Effect 3, no less. Yeah, in the big war right in the end. Yeah. I, like, oh, I mean, it's like that was in the first game and they pulled it all the way back to the third one. It was it's, it, it's like it, it's crazy how they connected one, two, and three so perfectly. And it goes by what you did the entire freaking time. And you can easily change it throughout the, the games, or you start all over and change it from one so everything can change on two and three. Yep. Oh my god. It's like there's so much there's so many playthroughs in that game. Yeah. It was groundbreaking for what it was. Um but we were we can easily talk about Mass Effect for the entirety of this episode, but we won't do that because we got some twab shit we gotta get to. 
and we're going to start off with what happened on the 13th, which was a very short one, but they had a really nice Witch Queen uh, Throne World teaser that went up. Mm. I will link the this TWAB and the from the 13th and the one on the 20th in the description, so you can kind of click on the links and you can see all the little videos and whatnot. But one of the things that are happening is with Witch Queen coming out, the seasonal artifact is going to be adjusted. Originally, we can only unlock 12 of the 25 mods in it. Mm -hmm. And we would have to pay an ever-increasing exorbitant cost to reset the artifact if we determined throughout the season that we really need this other mod to help us out. And typically it was in like, I have to say like, what the, the fourth and fifth, the, the, the fourth and fifth columns, which were the yeah. last ones. The more so impactful it, mods for sure. Yeah. It's like, it starts off. Oh, all right, we're going to reset the mod. The artifact, it costs 10,000 glimmer. Okay, cool. Now this next one is 20,000. Then the next one's 40,000. Eventually it got to the point where if you kept resetting the artifact, it would cost, 10,000 more glimmer than the max glimmer cap in the game. Yikes. Yeah, so it'd be to like 251,000 glimmer to reset it, and you couldn't do it, so it was an impossibility. That's but starting That's with Witch Queen, so season 16, starting on February 22nd, mm -hmm. we'll be able to unlock every single artifact on the mod. Love it. Uh, the artifact mods on the artifact, yes. I totally botched that, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, they did say they're going to adjust the XP a little bit for the gains for the first 12 and then after that you know you just keep progressing it's going to gradually keep increasing until you unlock all 25 I gotta tell you I've hoped for this change for a long time I'm glad it's finally happening same and I feel like we've talked about it every season that we've had the artifact God. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if I'll unlock everything on the artifact unless I'm trying to like inadvertently grind for like a master level raid activity mm. i need to get my artifact mod up there really high but i've always felt that i needed a couple extra mod options available mm -hmm. past the 12 i feel i'll probably be satisfied if i had like around 15 or 16 of them unlocked because then i have a little bit more flexibility at that point yeah yeah, and I, I feel like in that in that second and third column, there's usually a couple of mods that are more for like, you know, like the the balance and stuff like that. Some of them are not entirely useful mods. Yeah, I mean, there's ones in there. It's <laughs> like this looks interesting, and it would be great for a, a specific build. Mm -hmm. But unless I'm going that route, I'm not going to waste my time on it. Where I want say this season particle deconstruction over oh if i'm using solar or stasis i generate orbs mm -hmm. you know I, I particle deconstruction is going to take you know my choice on that one because that's the oh my god i am doing so much damage with this particular <laughs> weapon type that yeah. they're really encouraging us to use this season Makes i am strong well we'll know more about that when it comes down Mm -hmm. uh let's see also when it comes to master working armors they're kind of reducing the cost of changing your energy type when you have something fully masterwork it used to be really expensive to do it 
ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, so a legendary armor piece, it's just going to now cost 10,000 glimmer plus one uh, upgrade module to change the energy type. No, that's, that's not it. bad. That's not bad at all. And an exotic armor piece that's totally masterworked, it's going to cost 20,000 glimmer and one upgrade module. That's the best change. That's amazing. Instead of needing Jesus. three ascendant shards to change the yeah the energy on an exotic, yeah, they made it fucking cheap of, now. I can Shit. get rid of some duplicates now, and that's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, Buildcraft. That that's what it's getting into. <clears throat> we need to start having a little bit more flexibility with the energy types. Mm-hmm. And if down the line, say in Lightfall, they add an additional energy type. We really need that flexibility because now we'll be up to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And orbs of power generation. This is the part that kind of started the controversy on the yeah. 13th. Is it's no longer going to be tied to master working weapons or exotic weapons with catalysts. Instead, the generation is going to come from a armor mod that's going to slot into your helmet. But these armor mods are going to be specific. So you might have like void weapon generation, uh, sniper rifle generation, um, you know, SMG generation, stuff like that. But they're all going to slot into the helmet. Mm -hmm. Which now means, well, if it's just revolving around a type of weapon or an energy type that's generating it, exotic weapons that do not have a catalyst will now start generating orbs of power mm-hmm. with them. okay now the controversy was that <laughs> the helmet slot has a lot of stuff already jammed into it to begin with mm-hmm. specifically ammo finders and targeting mods yep for weapon types so there's a lot of stuff that's already up there, and now it feels, because we only have 10 slots, 10 points, over 4 slots, to choose what things we have, this might pose a problem. Are you now going to want to generate orbs of power, or are you going to, I don't know, be able to target better or find more ammo for that weapon that you're running? Mm-hmm. Of course, Bungie didn't elaborate any further. This is par for the course. This is the drip that's happening. Remember, this TWAB is six weeks out from the launch of Witch Queen. This past week was five weeks. Yep. So, you know, they got a a while to go here, but some very astute people within the Destiny community started looking at past statements that were made by the Sandbox team talking about Big changes, big systemic changes coming in major expansions. Plus, they want to look at changing how weapons function and whatnot. And astutely, one of them pointed out that, wait a minute, if we're not going to have weapons producing orbs because they're masterwork, and the process of masterworking a weapon kind of filled up the memory in the game itself that allowed extra mods and stuff to go in just to produce orbs. 
Mm-hmm. Orbs are now generating through mod in the helmet slot. Does that mean we might actually have new things that go into the guns that might generate? Like, I don't know. You can now craft a weapon that has advanced targeting in it. Has ammo finders in it. Yeah. Things like that. They're they're changing the location of where some of these things are going. Mm-hmm. I can't say if I'm excited for this or not because I don't know all the information yet. Yeah, it's a it's a little tough not knowing everything, and I mean, like you said, that's pretty par for the course at this time of uh, leading into a big expansion. Um, I, at this point, I guess I don't know how masterworking weapons itself is going to change. But it almost seems like the slight boost you get for masterworking and having a kill counter is going to be the main reason for masterworking weapons now. Yeah. I'm so, hoping that the masterworking of a weapon, other than a kill counter, adds points to the weapon that determines how much crap you can slap into the weapon. Kind of like mm. what we're doing right now with the armor. Yeah. And I saw, well, I think it was an Astacross video where he's like, just imagine coming up to the weapon crafting thing and as you're unlocking stuff, now it's just you have menus that pop up like a drop menu and it's like, I want this combination. Mm-hmm. Boom. You invested all this time on a particular weapon type that you like, a particular weapon that you want, you have everything unlocked for it. Mm-hmm. And now you have all these points available and you can just go to town and create your perfect gun. And I'm hoping that's where this goes. But isn't that something that that I guess like the community was like was like more invested into actually finding the God Road just by playing the game, doing whatever. Now it's just Here's this and this and this. Slap it on. Done. Well, they never said that random rolls were going away. And it's quite possible that the way to get these new components to find a um, a weapon to craft, you have to find the random drop. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. if there might be something... We're all just spitballing now, but there might be something like yeah. this really <clears throat> amazing damage perk that's super rare and only drops from a new raid if you get a weapon that drops with that it now unlocks at your crafting station that perk yeah but i mean if you i mean let's just say we get everything every mm-hmm. every type of run one that now what's the point of playing the game if you already got everything well they're going to keep giving us new weapons new perks you constantly will keep getting that every season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand what Bacon is trying to say. I feel oh, like I do too. it's going to be a, a massive complaint if that's what it ends up being. Um, but I have to, I, I need, need to once again point out that we are in the hyper minority of the player base mm-hmm. when it comes to duration, amount of hours we've played, the, the, uh, the length of time we've been playing, like years at this point. And the amount of crap that we've accumulated. Yeah. For anybody else, they're going to have so much available to them. It's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. 
And hopefully, instead of just trying to chase, because I know the chase is an important thing. Hopefully, instead of just trying to chase for the god roll weapon or the high stat armor, because that's the other chase. Yep. Bungie really starts investing into the cosmetic chase as well for high end activities. Because mm. I actually would like that a little bit more than just a god rolled weapon. I want my stuff to look good and I want like it to look unique. Yeah, I would like some dope looking weapons and armor. I'd like to see um that I actually saw from Paul Tassi earlier this week is legendary ornaments to come back for weapons. Yeah. Because absolutely. there's no more sunsetting. Like give us more of that stuff the chase and want to get. Yeah. Do you remember all those ornaments that went onto the gambit weapons and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, it made your weapons look unique. So even outside of having a perfectly rolled thing for your own play style, it now looks different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But until we get the full picture as to what they want to do, we have no idea. Yeah, and one thing that came to my mind when you guys were uh, going off there about the crafting I wonder if there's going to be anything like we had before with like um, shaders where if you wanted it, you would have to delete the piece that has the shader on it. Oh, God. Not, <laughs> not that I no, I don't want this to happen, but it's Bungie and it's happened business. before. You it very easily business. could be like, you need to find this perk, but if you want it for your crafting, you have to delete the weapon. And there's a chance that you won't get it. Yeah, because that happened with the shaders too. Because that's that's unfortunately a big part of Destiny is the uh, the major player of RN Jesus. Yeah, so it was truly the light and the darkness simultaneous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking I'm curious of, if, uh, curious if we're going to find out more about it or if it's going to be. Oh no! We have to wait and see. No, they, they did, I think I was on a Twitter post or something, they said, these are the topics that we're going to be covering from now until Witch Queen's launch. Weapon crafting okay. was listed as one of them. Okay, good deal. They good deal. have to talk about, because the weapon crafting change is such a huge systemic change, we need to know. Mm -hmm. Right now, you know, how to prepare for this, what to expect more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's going to be very limited. We're they did stress that only some weapons are going to be craftable at the start with more getting added over time. So that's still not invalidating other weapons that are already out in the field that can randomly roll and you can still get that God roll that you're chasing. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to find this strange balance between the two. Like we're only going to be able to build certain ones, but also like there's going to be world drop weapons that you can't craft. That you could only find. Well, there you go, Bacon. What about weapons out of like the uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls and the Nightfall drops? Those are all just random. Yep. But once you get the roll, it's just back to what's the point again? <laughs> I mean, that's what it's been now for decades. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm like. And then you find the next gun that you, you really like that the meta for the season. Um, whether PvE with artifacts or PvP with uh, what the abilities and stuff are, 
you know, that's it. That's it. I actually went looking at my vault because everybody I've seen recently talking about the annual skate hand cannon, the mm-hmm. solar hand cannon. It's like, this is the God roll for it. It's like, oh, you have to have like time payload and surplus and accurized rounds and, you know, steady rounds and all this stuff. And I went looking at my vault and it's like, oh my God, I actually have that exact roll on my warlock. Right <laughs> Master worked it and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> this is getting locked and I'm not changing it. And it's going to go with me until Bungie says, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. So mm-hmm. whatever. It is what it is. Uh, but you want to talk about having no control over a situation? Imagine being a brand new player in this game, because this is also mentioned in this particular twelve. Being a Horror brand new journey. player in this game, you just create your character, and all of a sudden, a star horse comes out of nowhere and grabs you <laughs> in its mouth and drags you at your level one into the dares of eternity where you're permanently stuck dying over and over again to enemies that you have zero chance of killing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that has happened with the Dares of Eternity, which was the six-person match-made event that came with the 30th anniversary. Um, New light players that were just starting their game because the game would automatically throw every player when they're logging in for the first time into the Dares of Eternity just to try it out. For veteran players like ourselves, we're kind of used to this. It's annoying. Gives us yeah. a taste of what it is. But we're capable enough we can get through it. But a level 1 player that's thrown into it that probably doesn't even have a heavy weapon on them, definitely does not have champion mods, no exotic pieces or legendary pieces whatsoever, this is a shock, and what makes it worse is they didn't go through the tutorial where they learned how to pull out their ghost and leave an event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but think about it, how this game like, teaches you how to do all this stuff. Damn. You're like, thrown right into it, and you haven't Ugh. gone through those steps. You're screwed. So Love I feel that. bad for anybody that initially was thrown into this loop and then just turned off the game out of frustration and left and never came back. Yeah. So what happened is, at the start of the 30th anniversary, there really wasn't a lot of talk about this, but as it went on, we started seeing stuff on social media, people asking for help. They don't understand how... And these were new people that were coming into like their holiday breaks and stuff like that, and they decided to try this game out for the first time. And the community realized this was going on, and started their own thing because Bungie would probably not be able to do it because they were going on their holiday break for multiple weeks. Mm -hmm. Essentially us old crusty guardians went into our vaults, pulled out the lowest light level gear that we had, threw it on, jumped into the matchmake pool, started matchmaking with level one guardians and then threw our normal stuff on and carried them through it. Operation Mm -hmm. save the new lights was a, community operation to help as many people through this as we possibly could i know i did my job i think bacon and venge may have also inadvertently done it oh i did this for several over weekends i didn't even knew like this was going on i mean i don't really check twitter anymore so well i was like oh okay shit (laughs) if you played in the dares there was a chance that you might have had a level one player thrown in there with you too Mm -hmm. so Shepherding them through was something that needed to be done. And at some point, the people that did it from uh, date up to January 18th, 
will be receiving yep. the circumflex diacritic emblem as a thank you for it. It looks like a kind of like a flag with the nine symbols on it. It's kind of it's kind of neat, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see that instead of people basically making fun of them for getting stuck in there, we kind of realized like, oh crap, this isn't going to get fixed on Bungie's end because they're on vacation. Oh god, these <laughs> we need we want more people to play this game. We have to do something. And that's actually very, very awesome to see people going, oh yeah, put on your put on your holiday ma- your Halloween mask that has zero power to it. That drops you down low. And then grab all your um, white gear, any gear that's eleven hundred power that you can pull from your vault from your collection and there you're in. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool that it ended up being like something started by the community and then acknowledged by Bungie and the emblem was it was yeah. made very very quickly and I'm well, it's pretty cool I, that it was they they did bad. say the Bungie did say that it wasn't made very very uh, they make extra emblems per season oh okay so they 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 design multiple <laughs> things not everything will make it totally into the game sometimes they'll use it later down the line so there were some people bitching unnecessarily like oh so this is something that you already had made up that you're just gonna give us that's just stupid it's like you're getting an emblem for doing something nice and they didn't even have to do that why don't you go somewhere else <laughs> you know um but th- this is i think it's appropriate because it actually looks like a flag you know like you're you're throwing up the flag the banner that you know help is needed and mm-hmm. help was on the way I will admit the one time because I only got one that was level one when I was trying it, and mm-hmm. the one time that happened, that level one person ended up with myself and four other guardians at thirteen fifty five plus power, mm-hmm. and you would see us like alternating, rotating around as to who was by that level one that kept on running and getting like in every champion's face <laughs> constantly and it's like what are you doing you're not doing any damage it's like i was on my titan so it's like oh he's running in front of a champion i jump in front of him throw down my barricade mm-hmm. you know to block whatever was coming through at him yeah uh then you had the warlocks dropping their wells of radiance and that level one's running around and it's like they don't know what a well of radiance is so mm-hmm. the warlock's shooting at them to get their attention and then shooting at the ground. And you're watching this new player figuring all this stuff out as they're playing for the first time in this exceedingly chaotic playlist. So it kind of like takes you back a little bit when when we first started. That's exactly how we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what the fuck do we do here? <laughs> it, 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 for yeah. me, it's just like, can you imagine being dropped into a playlist that's Gambit meets Mayhem Crucible as your very first time playing this game. That's kind of what you're at. And it's like, this is overwhelming. What is this BS? And five people, when I did it with level one, got them through. And we did another <laughs> nine minutes. And I, I, Why are you shooting at me? What the fuck did I do? Well, <laughs> I, I remember at the start of the second round where we can go through and get like the unlimited, am- you know, Star Horse's benefit and get the unlimited heavy ammo. When the five of us all whipped out our Yaller horns and the enemy started spawning in, 
And this guy watched this barrage of missiles go off, and you actually saw them stop dead <laughs> as all these explosions are going off around them. And they're kind of like th their guardians turning because they're facing in all these directions. The enemies are just dead, and we're immediately into the next part of it. <laughs> and then they started getting the idea that we weren't there to take anything away from them as much as they weren't able to do the damage to do anything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we babied you through. This person didn't, they didn't even have a heavy weapon. They had no heavy. Yeah, How I ran into that quite a bit. Yeah. It's... How are they going to get through anything? <laughs> not even a sword, not even a rocket launcher. I swear I would have sent that person a message so fast. Like, hey, don't fuck this up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uninstalled right then and there. Hey, don't fuck this up. Don't don't die. We're trying to get this flawless. <laughs> oh my god. But hey, starting uh with Witch Queen. Uh we're getting into uh this past week's twab. Dope. The floor. The power floor, which is the base, the lowest possible power for a piece of gear, starting point for all new characters, is being raised. It'll be thirteen fifty to start. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Of course, that also caused controversy in the community. Sure. What doesn't at this point? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, Everything does. You know the soft cap. That's where general drops are no longer automatic upgrades. That's going to go to a certain point. Then you have the power cap, where it's the powerfuls, and then you have your pinnacle cap, which leads to the hard cap, which is the max power level you can achieve for the season. So we're starting mm -hmm. off at 1350, everybody. That includes anybody that's been away for a while, any new players that are just starting off. That's, what you're going to, that's your baseline. Because that means you can now, if you have the Witch Queen expansion, you can join in and start right on the story. And that's how it should be, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. But um, what you're saying, they're getting a free right to... Oh! <laughs> oh, God! Come on, that's bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for taking the bacon and running with I doing that bacon. <laughs> I added so many... I'm not going to say... I, I have no problem saying this, but I added so many people to my mutant block list on Twitter because of that. It was yeah. just silly. It was really just silly. It's like, how are you upset that we're trying to encourage people that are lapsed to come back and try the new expansion or brand new? And we've been telling you, you might want to wait for the new expansion when things are going to change a little bit mm -hmm. to jump in to now be able to join us and jump in and all start off at the same level. I'm actually excited because there's a person that I know um, from Bloodborne community and some other things who started Destiny for the first time over the mm. winter break and she's like where why haven't i played this game before she loves first person <laughs> shooters too and i'm like i've been trying to get you guys to play this game for a while now and you decided to go weeb out on you know, skyrim and all this other <laughs> but it's like look i'm looking forward to this and now with this we're at the same starting level starting february 22nd that means i can easily join with them and have almost a similar experience than they are minus the gear that I got. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have different weapon loadouts. That's about it. Yep. So that's exciting to me. 
But let's see, soft cap is going to be fifteen hundred. Uh, powerful cap is going to be fifteen fifty, and pinnacle is or hard cap is going to be fifteen sixty for Witch Queen. Here, that's a lot of adjustments here. But what that also means is there's a change to blue drops coming. Sort of less and blue Paul, drops. Paul Tassi basically, <laughs> I think, broke down in tears when he saw. That oh yeah, he was he, hoping he for. <laughs> I, I will admit, I think they could have done a little bit more, but I DMG did stress in a response to Tassi directly on Twitter that this is just the first step. Mm-hmm. You got to remember they got to allocate funds and stuff like this. So if they decided to do this change midway through, like this past season to kind of stem reduce a little bit of the blues. That means they had to pull resources to do this. So this is Mm. probably a bigger change down the line, but this is a good start that uh, starting with witch queen blue, which are rare drops, rare engrams will stop dropping from playlist activities, which that includes strikes, crucibles, gambit, etc. Once players have reached the soft cap, which is 1500. At soft cap, we will see a slightly increased chance of receiving a legendary purple reward from activities or a small amount of legendary shards. Blue weapons and armor will continue to drop from enemies and chests while playing Destiny 2, but we hope this will reduce the need for players to manage their inventories and reduce frequency of visits to the postmaster or running activities. Well, yes, it should. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I know it's like, we want to just want you to auto dismantle things. If we had auto dismantle, that blue arc grenade launcher, breach loaded grenade launcher that we can get. I think it's like Harsh Language, it's the name of it. Sure. It's the only arc breach loaded grenade launcher that rolls with blinding grenades on it. Hmm. And you can get it to that drop. <laughs> and you can get it to drop at 1320 out in the field if you're at Pinnacle Power. Mm hmm. People were taken into Grandmaster Nightfalls because they needed an arc breach-loaded blinding grenade launcher, and there is no legendary one that does it. And what makes this weapon more interesting is you cannot pull it from your collections. It's not in your collections. So weird. Yeah. It's been that way for two seasons now. <laughs> so it's like the only blue drop I have in my vault. Mm-hmm. Because even with a drop in power, if this thing still drops on the field, I kind of want to get my hands on one of them because it might be valuable unless we get a arc blinding grenade grenade launcher in Witch Queen. Or I could build one. Sure. Because blinding grenades are very useful in in-game activity. Very. So, um, yeah, so we'll see a decrease in blues. Which I think is a good thing. They're uh, they're going to do research, obviously, see how that's affected people complaining about blues. I don't think it's going to stop Paul Tassi from weekly mentioning getting rid of all blues in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this should help, I think, a little bit. What else we got? If you have gunsmith materials and weapon telemetries in your inventory take them to banshee and start using them starting with witch queen 
gunsmith materials and weapon telemetries are going away. Good. They'll no longer be generated. They'll no longer be needed. So Double good. get a whole bunch of uh, legendary shards from sharding a whole bunch of legendary gear that Banshee's going to give you. Yeah. <clears throat> or you can always go to, what is it? Like spider. No, you can't, right? No, that's not spider. That's just the materials. I'm, yeah, my, that's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, gunsmith materials. You get gunsmith materials from breaking down uh, gun, weapons and armor pieces. So it's those things that I know there's people that have like 40,000 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take up stacks of like 999 each, and people are just like trying to blow through them as much as possible. I spent about 45 minutes in the tower dismantling all those out of my inventory just to get rid of them. I know some folks were like, you might want to hold on till they talk about weapon crafting. We might need them. And then they come out this week and say, no, just get rid of them. <laughs> At that point, I'm not going to hold on to them. <laughs> get rid of them now. Oh, and yes. And the way that we're going to unwrap for Banshee is now through dismantling legendary and exotic weapons and armor. Save your freaking materials. And uh, completing daily guns for the founders. Save them all. Everybody that everybody that emptied your vault now. You fucked up. Me, ah, maybe. maybe <laughs> you maybe, done fucked you know, up, bud. I, I I hope that you know. Uh, it was fun doing it for you guys, but I'm sitting there going, I I no need to. Last time I emptied my vault to zero. Well, no, actually, I emptied it to five. I had five things in my vault. One Holy of them was the spicy, spicy ramen coupon. Yeah. I kept the toothbrush, the uh, ascendant artichoke. Yeah, basically all the, the the meme gifts from like the Halloween event and stuff. Those were what I kept. Sure. I emptied everything, I, and I... that's when that's when they sunset everything back in arrivals. Ah. I emptied my vault before Season of Arrival started. I had nothing in it going into it. My vault hit 500 recently, and I had to get rid of some things. And... I'm just, I'm like 403, and that was <laughs> after me getting rid of 90-something to get down under 400, and I'm back up again. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's Gunsmith Materials. Mods and mod components. Those horrible mod components that I have literally multiple stacks of that you can only dismantle one at a time that are used to purchase mods that there's not enough mods to purchase will be going away also instead mm -hmm. buying a new mod from ada or banshee will just cost ten thousand glimmer and they're increasing nope. the number of mods available at the vendor at a single time from two to four also dope yeah because there's times where it's like you know you only get two every day and, hey, when's the last time Protective Light was sold? Unfortunately, they put it up there repeatedly. It's ended up coming up over and over again over the past, like, few months. But there mm -hmm. was a time where it was, like, 10 months, 11 months. Yeah, in very between. long periods of time. Yeah, and Protective Light is almost mandatory for high-end PvE content. Resist times four is a wonderful thing. Also, Ghost Mods. That generate weapon telemetries will be removed as they no longer serve a purpose as weapon telemetries are going away. So you will no longer see Arc Analyzer, Solar Void, Omni, or Banshee Special 
in your ghost. I am also okay with that. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even use them. I just use the XP ones and uh, trying to get more drops from Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Master Rahul is taking over for the spider. He's going to be inheriting the material exchange duties. Uh, they said for now, the exchange rates are going to be pretty much the same as Spider. They did say for now in parentheses, so that's probably going to change. Uh, but they're being shifted to the tower from the Tangle Shore because the Tangle Shore is being vaulted. It's going away. I wonder if we're actually going to get a send-off for the Spider, either a uh, lore entry or we actually do a mission where we finally put bullets in him or something. <laughs> Time to die, buddy. Uh, Rahul's also picking up some of the wares that Banshee and Ada had. Specifically, he's going to be selling enhancement prisms and ascendant shards as well. So that's good. Yes. Didn't we be turning into like our, what's it called, like etheric? Etheric stuff? Something like that from like the Tango Shore? Etheric spiral. Yeah, the etheric yeah. spiral. They'll, most likely Rahul will have something because this happened before where some of the planets from Destiny 2's vanilla campaign went away the uh, spider would still take those materials to give mm -hmm. you like glimmer or shards or something like that for at least a season to kind of get them out of your inventory but you were told in advance to start spending it now so most likely, same thing happening. So I've been blowing the ethereal uh, spirals anytime they come up to purchase um, the upgrade modules. So I now have a max of 25. Nice. Yeah. So uh, enhancement prisms costing 10 enhancement cores, 25 planetary materials at 10,000 glimmer apiece. Ascendant Shards, 10 Enhancement Prisms, 100 Planetary Materials, and 50,000 Glimmer. I hope they increase the amount of Ascendant Shards you can hold. Be able to freaking stack them. God dang. Yeah. I like that and Enhancement Prisms to both have increased stacks. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Rahul will also be decrypting Umbral Engrams in the tower. just a flat decryption if you want specific stuff from the seasonal activities the seasonal uh whatever you still have to go to the helm for that yeah with the umbrals but if you just want to get them out of your inventory rahul's the guy to do it he'll take your stinky engrams right then and there big fan um let's see hawk moon and dead man's tail two exotic weapons that people tend to like and there were the two that actually rolled randomly. And have really good missions. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually <clears throat> going to the Monument of Lost Lights in the tower between the uh, your vaults area. Instead, Zur is going to be selling them each weekend. He's going to be selling a randomly rolled version each weekend. Because they were random rolled weapons, so... Mm -hmm. Kind of makes sense to show up with these things. This is how much it's going to cost. Oh, and you have to have Beyond Light, by the way, to be able to purchase these things. Because, yeah, it's going to cost one Ascendant Shard, 
one exotic cipher, 125,000 glimmer, and 200 legendary shards to get one random rolled DMT or Hawkmoon. Mm-hmm. That is too expensive. Period. <laughs> Full stop for me. That is way too expensive. It should not sure. cost an exotic <clears throat> shard if you have to earn an exotic cipher. Because to get an exotic cipher, unless they're changing it and they didn't say anything, there's like some sort of activity involved that you complete and then take it back to Zur to get the exotic cipher. Yeah. And it's, then that's this, that's a lot. This costs half the glimmer you can carry on you at once. 125,000 glimmer is oh, yeah. half of your total, unless that again is increasing with Witch Queen, which we don't know. 200 legendary shards, I'm not hurting for those. No. That's not a problem for me. But that could be a problem for a brand new player who somehow lucked into one ascendant shard, got an exotic cipher, and saved up a bunch of glimmer and is sh- the 200 legendary shards is do i upgrade my material my armor and stuff now or do i actually just buy this one weapon this one weekend mm. that's, that's pain that that is way i think that swings way too much in one direction and the that's kind of unfair levels of uh whatever but hey i guess it stops uh People from hoarding these weapons every week, especially if Zur sells two random rolled weapons that are uh, essentially god rolls for the meta at the time. Yeah. Um, also, Exotic Catalyst. So, Hawkmoon and DMT and Agar Scepter Catalyst will be moved to the playlist strike act- uh, playlist activities of Strikes Crucible and Gambit. So, they'll drop on completion randomly. From those three activities. So if you don't have Hawk Moons, Dead Man Tails, or Agar Scepter, which is the exotic seasonal weapon from Season of the Lost, which we highly mm. recommend because it's a stasis trace rifle. It's pretty good. It's very fun. Very fun, yes. I had a pretty neat quest to get it too. There's also the three catalysts finally that we've been missing are going to drop from the playlist activities as well. So in addition to Hawkmoon, Deadman's Tail, and Aegir Scepter, Outbreak Perfected, Whisper of the Worm, and the Fourth Horseman will now also drop from those playlist activities. So those three catalysts will also be available as well. Which means I can finally get the Fourth Horseman catalyst, which I don't have. I would like the the Heir Apparent catalyst to leave the... What is it? Age of Triumph? I can't even uh, Guardian Games. Called. Guardian Games. Yeah, I would like that to move away from that so that I can also get that. But, Venge. Guardian Games. You have to have a reward for Guardian Games. Then I'll never have the Catalyst because <laughs> I do not care enough about Guardian Games. To I played it last season. Fucking thing. I played yeah. it last season, and I, I will say I did not like myself after going through it because I found it annoying, and I, when I got the Catalyst and completed it, I stopped playing Guardian games completely. I did not care at that point. 
if I accidentally earned a medal, I just deleted it from my inventory. I didn't, <laughs> power. I didn't want anything to do with it after that. I just found it arbitrary and dull. Uh, but yeah, I hear you. I, I think Catalyst should be more available out in the open mm-hmm. than uh, stuck in a very specific event that only comes around once a year. Speaking of events, one of the grindier events. Oh God, yes. It's not fractaline bad, but it's it's up there. It's up there for sure. It's up there. Speaking of events, though, I know you're excited for this. Maybe Bacon too. The Witch Queen raid, March fifth. Uh, yes, yes. That's the day one raid race, 10 a.m. Pacific. So it's an hour after the uh, reset. reset. I am excited. I know you're excited. and I'm so fucking excited. We got Bacon, we got me, Vet, Cloaked, which is someone that Vet knows, and Doc right now. Mm-hmm. We are missing one person, but we we now have an almost complete team. Uh, and likely, all five of us know each other, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, likely, <laughs> Bam, likely Bam will be playing with the Space Canadians. Yeah. Because I guarantee they're going to be setting it up. Up until some issues that have transpired lately, especially with Mr. Marzi costing almost over $1,000 mm-hmm. for his medical bills from the surgery and everything, uh, I was sitting there going, eh, I'm going to be playing Elden Ring. I can't yeah. even say that anymore. But I'm really not interested in grinding in 11 days to get raid ready like I did for Deepstone Crypt. Because that's the same it's the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not going to be participating <laughs> in day one. Not at all. I, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. That I think that's what it comes down to. I don't want to do it. I mean I think I mentioned on Twitter that I'm most likely not gonna get a clear on the new raid for like a month or so after it comes mm-hmm. out. Sure. I'm just taking my time with what Destiny's going to offer because, frankly, this is going to be the only thing I'm probably going to be playing for all year. So, sure, might as well not just cannibalize all the content. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. But you can tell me all about it. I fully expect you to tell me all about it. You know, and you tell me the encounter. I don't care. I really won't. It's not going to be a shock to me. I I am considering. Uh, streaming like that day. Go for it. Just to kind of have people that don't want to do it if they want to come watch or whatever. But I'm not expecting a day one clear, but I just I just want another crack at it. Although if we spend eight hours at another boss again, I will not be doing that. <laughs> no, thank you, Atrax. No, no. That was like the best part, dude. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> the fucking the delirium from I don't even remember what the dialogue is. More. I haven't been in that raid in so long. We were fucking that, tired that day. That is calamitous. Holy fuck! You, you know what? You know what I remember about us not getting past a tracks when we tried it for Deepstone. We didn't touch the game almost for three weeks afterwards. We were that dejected that we hit that much of a wall. 
Yeah. We just stayed away from it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go through that again. And this is the I'm, person that got through freaking the fate breaker stuff this season doing master Vogue over and over again with some really, really wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to do day one raid race. That's fucking ridiculous. No, thank you. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me, but for those that want to do it, I salute you. Go to it, man. I'll be uh, puttering around in like public events or something. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, because again, contest mode is going to be there. They're going to have a bunch of still have the, you know, the emblem for completing it on day one. They'll have, uh, we'll find out what the new exotic weapon is that's stuck away in the raid. Maybe mm-hmm. some secrets. Uh, chances there's going to be like a jacket or something. Yeah. Um, all the good stuff that comes along with it. It'll be there starting March 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready. I know you. I know you're ready. I'm, I'm ready, ready to hate myself, but <laughs> I'm ready. I don't yeah. need the game to for that. I'm already set on that. Well, fuck. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> this is this is my form. I, I, I I'm not going to say this on the podcast, but <laughs> it's self flagellation of <laughs> inflicting self pain by doing a day one raid race. So I do actually hope you guys get like six. And you guys get through it. it. It takes you like seven, eight hours, but you do the entire raid and you complete it. I really hope you guys do that. Yeah, I would, got, far, I got farther into um, uh, Master Vog on the day one. I think. Yeah, you actually I were think, fighting the Templar. Yeah, we got to the Templar fight, and then we just got hard stuck. It was pretty bad. Is it, that was that's such a huge DPS check? It's not funny. Oh, yeah. And then it was also when I went in for a thunder crash and got trapped midair. <laughs> I'm sight, I've actually seen that happen a couple times, and I laugh every single time it happens. I'm sorry, but it was funny to see people flying in for a thunder crash and get detained. <laughs> yeah. It, uh... I'll have have memories for that uh, for the rest of my life. Hey, I got detained once doing a, uh, what was it, a blade barrage. That's when I was running a hunter through there. That's amusing, going up for the blade barrage. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) How? (laughs) Son of a bitch game. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, last thing here, because people are hoarding bounties now, because that's one of the traditions of the upcoming new um, expansion. Is to hoard a bunch it. of bounties we can unlock <laughs> as much as possible <laughs> on day one. Whoever does that as a noob, fuck that guy. Their name is More Bacon, and he is currently <laughs> in the podcast with us right now. Yeah, he's, he's probably got maxed out bounties on all three characters. I would not be shocked. Yeah, like I got that. like almost 200. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do this, make sure you equip your ghost with a uh, XP booster and also join a fire team with some other people so you get that uh, reciprocation of um, more yeah, XP. XP. Yeah. But they said over the weekend, people are trying to figure out, you know, whether or not specifically the Iron Banner bounties are going to be removed because Iron Banner is getting a remake next season. It looks like it's going to finally get the treatment that the Crucible uh, Strikes and Gambit got. 
with and potentially trials of Osiris. Mm-hmm. So bounties aren't really going to be a thing anymore that you need to get your gear from. So let's see. This is what is included in there. Let's see. Iron Banner. Iron Banner. There you go. Banner Boys. Oy, 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 oy. They were not going to be removed at the end of the season. Shut up, both of you. Uh, bounties acquired <laughs> and completed at any point during the season will be retained after which Queen releases. Bounties retained from seasonal loss will be capped at 1350 power, will not give players any bonus power next season upon redemption. These bounties will be removed at the end of season 16 as Saladin will be taking his turn in a rollout vendor works. Okay, so after season 16, so season 17 is when he's going to get his new rollout. Apologies. Uh, final note, because I have you here, our final Iron Banner of the season will be during the final week of season of the Lost. Uh, they also say seasonal bounties related to season of the Hunt, season of the Chosen, season of Splicer, and Lost will be removed at the end of the season. So they will not carry. Bounties from the Tangled Shore will be removed. Some daily bounties from general activities or destinations may be removed depending on objective or reward balancing on a per-bounty basis. As an example, they say a handful of Drifter and Gunsmith bounties are being looked at alongside of some vendor work. And then they wrote, oh no, or did we just confirm the Drifter is getting a pass? Well, that shouldn't be surprised. We are tinkering with Gambit in Season 16, more in a future swap. Sure. There you go. I am hoping Gambit gets a nice rework in Season 16. I don't think it's going to be a huge one, but I hope there's something there. I hope we get some new maps. Specifically, I hope we get two new maps. Because Paul Tassie made a bet with Twitter that if we get two new, two brand new maps in Gambit in season sixteen, he'll throw his PS Five out the window. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want to see this. I I want to watch the video of him throwing a PS Five out the window. He never said there wouldn't be somebody there to catch it, or if it was going to be out of like. A ground floor. Yeah, yeah, and there's like there's like you know <laughs> pillows and blankets and all that. He just kind of eh, like drops it and it's like it's totally safe. But I'm hoping he's like it's like second story, he throws it and it hits the asphalt and explodes, you know, something like that. Then he won't have a PS5 for another two years because nobody Yeah, can but he, he has a <laughs> it's not like he needs one to review Destiny, play it on well, yeah, I know Stadia and you know. Xbox, PC, and, and, and you know, he's got whatever. everything else. Yeah, he's good. He's good. So that's all the twabs. That's the nice big catch up from past two weeks. And <laughs> for, moving forward, every week we're going to have new stuff to talk about. It's yes. kind of exciting. There's something about this lead up that Bungie is so good at making incredibly exciting <laughs> yeah. I, I i i agree with that i'm still um very very leery about the light 3.0 changes and being sure. stuck in a perpetual play you know play test mode for at least a year mm-hmm. until they all kind of balance out i'm not looking forward to that the weapon crafting stuff i am looking forward to knowing about uh, i find I that exciting I want to. Are are they also going to change like you know the cost of weapon mods? Well, not weapon mods, but the mods on the armor. I think it's about time we see maybe some 
changing of the prices of how many points these mods cost going into the armor. Because mm -hmm. to be very honest with you, like having five points for rocket launcher scavenger seems a little bit excessive. Maybe not. Yeah, I, four. <laughs> I feel like all that stuff was mostly done because that was a change they couldn't have between PVE and PVP. I would just yeah. like to see scavengers not exist in PvP so that way the cost can be reduced and you can exactly. have a better time and and have a little more freedom with what you're actually building with your loadouts. I agree. I want to add one thing though. This week is Mayhem in the Crucible. And this sure. is my first time playing Mayhem after the uh sandbox change that came with the 30th anniversary. So like all the cooldowns for your oh, class yeah. abilities, your grenades, all that, and the, the super recharges. Mayhem does not feel like mayhem right now. Really? No, because everything has a different cooldown, and some supers are popping off faster than others, whereas mm. pretty much beforehand, everything would hit at the same time, barring, you know, oh, I have 100 intellect versus somebody with, like, 80 intellect. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like, literally fractions of a second. Th things are popping off more and what i've ended up seeing now in during mayhem are more people using weapons that's odd <laughs> that's very odd mayhem is, it, it's all about <laughs> your supers and your abilities with like almost rapid fire non-stop insanity you know shacks throw more grenades well dude i would like to throw more grenades but this grenade cooldown close cools down slower than the other one that the person's chucking at my head nonstop. Mm -hmm. Firebolt grenades. Oh my god. In mayhem. Because they have such a short cooldown. I think you can get a firebolt grenade back with 100% discipline in 20 seconds. Imagine That's that in mayhem. Yikes. But firebolt grenades don't do a lot of damage. When you can throw like 18 of them in the span of five seconds, I mean, yeah, <laughs> rapid fire, but yeah, you know, no silence and skill now takes longer to generate. But you can have somebody throwing down a well of radiance almost non stop. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different field of my favorite playlist in the Crucible, and I'm kind of getting used to it, but I'm. Eh. It's uh, it feels like mayhem light right now. Yeah, that's kind of. I hope they kind of adjust that in the future, just for like the mayhem playlist. You know, like oh, now nah, nah, we're putting everything back to the same value just for this playlist, and now it's like you know exploding everything all over the place. Bring it back. That would Cooldowns be a good thing to have thing. a uh, <clears throat> a test server for. <clears throat> I agree. Or something like Crucible Labs. Oh, we have that. It hasn't been used in a very long time. Hopefully that changes. That. <laughs> I all right. Since this, I think this will be the last thing. But mentioning Crucible Labs, we know Rift is allegedly in the works, and whether or not mm -hmm. it comes back is up to it. I hope they bring back Crucible Labs and throws Rift into it, so we be, can actually try it out. That would be dope. Because if the community hates it, I understand. But if the devs are like, nah, this isn't working, and don't give us a shot to say, hey, we like this or not. I think that's unfair. You know? I agree.
This was a long one, folks, but we need to do this. It feels good. Yes. Would also feel good. Heading over to anchor.fm slash HD podcast, listening to our show there. It's also on Spotify and a whole bunch of other platforms. Following us on Twitter at podcast underscore hidden. That's where I update as to when the show's actually going to go live. Typically, it goes live now on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's when I normally have it go out. So it's not competing with daily reset or weekly reset anymore. Mm -hmm. And it gives me a little extra time to make sure everything's fine-tuned and cleaned up and, you know... Yeah, uh, we'll oh we'll be back. My. We'll definitely be back next week because I guarantee there's going to be something to talk about this next few weeks, up until the launch of Witch Queen, and even past that, we're going to have new stuff to constantly talk about, mm. and that's rather exciting. But in the meantime, as always, we're hanging out in the dark zone, waiting for the revive. Be well, everybody. Have a good one. Okay, bye.